Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Linda, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I am so honored and excited to talk to you today. So start out by telling me a few things about yourself. Oh, I would be delighted. So like yourself, I'm a podcast host, and my podcast is called Linda's Corner, Faith, Family, and Living Joyfully. And it is my privilege to talk to interesting people from around the world to be able to bring quality content that helps to uplift, motivate, and inspire people. I'm also an author, and I've written several books, including You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress, Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, a pathway to happiness, 30 days to a better marriage, 30 days to alleviate depression. You are good enough and I can prove it. And most of those books are available to download for free on the Hope for Healing website. And Hope for Healing is the nonprofit that I created to help people be able to empower themselves to become their best selves by helping to increase happiness and manage stress and to be able to alleviate feelings of depression and anxiety, improve relationships, just all the wonderful things to help us be our best selves. Oh, you are my soul sister. I love it. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. We were meant to be friends, definitely. So, but there's a reason you didn't just wake up one day and decide to do any of this. So take me back. Tell me there was a story behind this. What happened to you? Absolutely. These things that I am doing now, these are little glasses of lemonade that I have created from the lemons in my life. So should we make some lemonade together? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Thank All you. All right. So first, you know, of course we start with a container so that things are, everything is just life is normal and things are good. And my container is a glass jar. It's clear and it has a hairline fracture in it. It still holds water. It doesn't leak. It works just fine, but it's broken and it knows it's broken. And that's me. So I have had just a lifelong feeling that I'm not good enough. And, you know, I'm not important and I don't matter. In fact, I'm invisible. That's why I'm a clear glass jar. You can just look right through me. Even though I felt broken, I could still live, you know, a, a, a very normal life. Um, but then some lemons come along. And just like everybody, we have problems in our lives, things happen. And I am no exception. I've dealt with poverty. At one point, I was so poor, I couldn't afford to buy food. And I've dealt with sickness. At one time, I was so sick, I actually broke a rib from coughing. And I've dealt with lots of trauma. Like the time I arrived at the scene of a motorcycle accident in time to see my son's broken body lying in the middle of an intersection, surrounded by flashing lights and emergency personnel. And that is an image that I will never forget. There's also the time that I took my teenage daughter in for some outpatient surgery. Um, she needed some help with some female issues, and it included some cutting and some cauterizing. And the doctor told us that some bleeding would be normal, um, not to worry about that but to watch for infection and to watch for blood clots. So I brought her home, I put her to bed and then every half hour. Or so I just kind of peek in the room to see if she was doing okay. And then after a few hours, I got a text. I'm in the kitchen from my daughter. And she said, will you come to my room? I need to show you something. 
And so I walked into her room. I said, oh, you're awake. How are you doing? And she didn't answer. She threw back the covers and she was soaked in blood from her chest all the way down to her feet. And it was horrible. And I can't even find the words to describe the panic and the terror that I was feeling. And it was also coupled with horrible guilt because I had been checking on her the whole time and she looked fine. And the reality was she was bleeding to death right under my nose. I also have been woken in the middle of the night from a phone call that my nine-month-old grandson had had a seizure and was not expected to make it through the night. They life-flighted him to Primary Children's Hospital where they did emergency surgery to try to relieve some of the pressure on his brain, followed by an additional very delicate brain surgery to try to preserve his life and correct the problem. And they were fortunately able to preserve his life. But unfortunately, through this ordeal, he did sustain brain damage. I also have another beautiful grandchild who was diagnosed with cancer at age five months. So we all have problems. We all have issues that we have to deal with in our life. And we do the very best we can to handle it and to be able to move forward. But sometimes we're hit with something that is so unexpected or so big, or sometimes it seems like there's you're just being pelted with lemons, so many that it just, you know, you're buried in them and you can't even breathe hardly. And when those kinds of things happen, it's if we're not careful, we can become overwhelmed and not handle it very well and slip into depression. And that is what happened with me. It was as if I had slid into a deep, dark pit that was so deep and so dark that sunlight and happiness and hope could not reach me. And there were no windows and no doors in this deep, dark pit. And I did not see any way out. I thought, well, this is my new reality. From this point on, this is as good as it gets. And the best that I can ever hope for is to be able to endure in misery for the rest of my life. And I stayed in that place for about five years. And then my sister, who was training at that point to become a transformation life coach, she was hosting this women's retreat and she had rented this condo up in the mountains and she was going to invite these women and come and talk about how to be happy and live fulfilled for three days and three nights and all oh, was going to be awesome. And she invited me to come and she had no idea what I was going through. Almost no one knew what I was going through because all the energy that I had I used to pretend that everything was okay and that I was normal. I thought there is no way, there is no way that I could handle being around other people, strangers for three days and three nights. I could barely make it through a conversation without falling apart. And so I thought, I don't want to, besides there's no point because I'm stuck and nothing is ever going to work for me. So, you know, I don't want to do that. Even though I didn't want to, the idea just kept going through my head. It wouldn't leave me alone. And I thought I need to, I need to give it a try. And so I went and I'm so glad that I did because that single decision changed my life. And it was as if my sister lowered a ladder down into my deep, dark pit and it, and she showed me a way to climb out and it was a ladder it was not an elevator. It was not instant at the press of a button. It took time. It took effort. And it was hard. 
I have learned that healing is not like flipping on a light switch. It is not instant. It is gradual, like a sunrise, where the change from moment to moment might be imperceptible, but they do come and it is beautiful and it is glorious. So that is kind of in a nutshell what my lemon situation was. Now, the beautiful thing about lemonade is it's not just made with lemons. You have to add some sugar to it. So some amazing things have come out of these horrible experiences. And I'm learning that sometimes these horrible experiences are gifts wrapped in sandpaper, something lovely inside. And for me, so many good things have, have taken place. One is that I, I've learned that those feelings I had of being broken, like that broken glass jar, and the feelings of just being crushed by too many lemons are actually quite common, even in people that look like they have it all together, because there are other people who might be doing what I did and using their energy to try to pretend that everything is okay. So I wrote a book about my experience. It's called Crushed, A Journey Through Depression. And I have received so many letters from people who have said, wow, I felt like I was reading my own story. I felt like you were in my head. And they felt seen and they felt understood. And it gave them hope that they could heal too. And this is not just people who are struggling with depression and anxiety. This is all kinds of people dealing with all kinds of different issues, because even though our life experiences can be very, very different, the feelings and the emotions that we have are actually quite similar and relatable. And that is what crushed is about. I have allowed myself to be open and vulnerable so that other people can be helped come out of their darkness. I want to offer a ladder to anyone who feels stuck in a dark place. So that book is one of the, one of the wonderful pieces of lemonade that came out of this thing, but it wasn't the only one because after that book, then there came to be other books and there came to be other things. And then I started a nonprofit so that I could share free tools and resources to help people. And I also do a podcast so that I can help send messages out to uplift and inspire and motivate people. Anybody who feels like, you know, they just need a little pick me up today or a little bit of hope or a little bit of perspective where you realize, Hey, somebody else did a hard thing and, and they're okay. So all of these beautiful, wonderful things have come together. And another interesting thing, a surprising little twist in my little lemonade story is that my original crack, that feeling that I don't matter I'm not important, I'm invisible, that healed too. And now I have always, I've always felt like my job is to serve and help and lift other people. But before I thought that's because they're the important ones and I'm not. So my job is the eternal servant. And now it's, I can lift and help other people because I love lifting and helping and serving other people. I love people and I want people to be happy. And it's not because I am less than, I'm not just a servant, I'm a servant leader and I matter as well. And that was a huge change for me. And I just appreciate it so, so, so much. 
So all of these amazing things, isn't it wonderful? I appreciate so much that you put this podcast together where you help people realize that lemons can turn into lemonade. And if I were to pour a glass of lemonade and try to help share kind of in a nutshell what, what this means to me, I say that every journey to healing begins with hope. And hope is an acronym. The H stands for having a hunger, a hunger for healing or happiness or something better. Now, I've learned that when we are satisfied with the status quo, then nothing changes. And for me, all those years when I felt, well, I'm broken, I'm not good enough. But, you know, I figured that was just fine. That was normal. And I didn't, I didn't have that hunger. The desire has to reach a tipping point. And the tipping point is where you want to change more than you want to stay the same. And that is very important. And when you reach that point, you, you can tell that you've made it because you're willing to do something about it. The O in hope stands for being open. When I was struggling with depression and that social anxiety, I was closed tight, 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 like a little armadillo rolled up in its shell because, you know, the armadillo was trying to protect itself. And that is what I was trying to do. I was absolutely in survival mode where it was just I just need to keep breathing and I got to protect number one right here. And that's all I can do. But in order to heal, we actually have to be able to open a little bit. I had to be able to be open enough to tell another person that I am not in a good place. And that was hard to admit. I had to be open to allowing someone else to help me. And that was hard. I had to be open to learning new ways of thinking. I had to be open to trying new things that felt really awkward and weird. I had to be open to change and I had to be open to healing. Healing requires opening ourselves up a little bit. The P in hope stands for positive expectancy. A positive expectancy means that you're expecting a positive outcome. And it is absolutely crucial for any type of, of program or treatment for any mental or emotional issue in order to be successful. In order to put the work in that we have to do to heal, we have to believe that healing and change is actually possible. The good news is healing and change are absolutely possible. And I can help you do it. The E in hope stands for empowerment. And when we're feeling like we're not good enough, when we have low self-esteem, when we're struggling with a victim mentality, when we're struggling with anxiety or any of these types of issues, our power, we feel powerless. And the concept of power is something that's often misunderstood. Some people think that power means that you force other people to be able to do what you want. It's kind of a hierarchical thing. And some power actually is used that way, but that's not what I'm talking about at all. If you've seen the movie Moana, a good example is there's this demon monster, Teka, who's this throwing fire and she's all powerful. And then there's this peaceful, wonderful goddess who of creation who is Tefiti. And it's actually the same person, except for Tefiti has her heart healed. So the kind of power I'm talking about doesn't look like Teka. 
it looks like tefiti. It is the kind of power that comes from within. It is peaceful. It is confident, not arrogant. And it is the power to feel comfortable in your own skin. The power to be able to recognize that I can handle my problems. And I also can ask for help to handle my problems. And it's the power that also comes with some humility that I don't have to do everything by myself. And that's okay. And it's sometimes it's even the power to say that not being okay is okay. But it is amazing that that, that power that comes. So when we feel powerful enough to be able to handle our problems and to be able to take care of things, then life feels so much more peaceful. We don't feel like that little plastic bag waving around in the wind. Maybe we're like a, a, a tall stately tree where the wind just blows through our leaves and we're okay. So how do we attain that power? And it comes through a combination of learning and doing. And it's actually very small, simple steps, but it takes both of those together. Absolutely. Because learning by itself, it's helpful. It is a necessary step, but without application, education doesn't do us any good. If, if, if I, you know, have some books on my shelf, but I don't actually apply them, it's not self-help, it's shelf help and it doesn't do me any good. So it's that learning and doing. It is small, simple action steps. And that creates that gradual sunrise. So that's why, again, I have, I have one of my books is called You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. And it is small, simple action steps to be able to help make those chemical, physiological changes in our body to help us to be able to feel calm and confident. So it is not just a, a mind game or a head game. Our, our, our body and our mind are all connected. And the things that we do create physiological, chemical changes. And all of the, the resources available on the Hope for Healing website, again, they are small, simple action steps. So anyone who is interested can learn more by visiting the website. It's hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And I extend an invitation to everyone to join with me in making the world a better place by working on the only person that you truly have the power to change. And that is yourself. I love it. That is exactly what we need. That reminder that we only can change ourselves, but it's possible and you need guidance. And that was one question I was going to ask you is about where do you get guidance from? Is it something that you recommend people talk to a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist? Is it more like a life coach? Is it all of the above? Like, I mean, for you, it sounds like the life coach was the answer. Yes, I would say all of the above because we all have our different particular situations. And sometimes we think, oh, 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 I know, I know how to fix you. I know how to do this. And really we don't know how to fix anybody, but we can help awaken somebody else, the, what they need to do to fix themselves. But sometimes getting professional help with a doctor 
or a therapist or a counselor is exactly what they need because they have the tools and the skills and the background to be able to find those spots that maybe someone who hasn't had those experiences won't be able to pinpoint. Yes. I don't know why we hesitate so much getting help that way too. Like, why do we, I think we think, oh, I know myself and I know what I need and I'm just stuck here, like you said. And like, there's no other way, there's no solution. So why would I go pay someone to talk to me? Like it's gonna help, you know? I hear that a lot. People don't believe it'll actually be useful. That is so crazy. When you're in it, it just makes perfect sense in your head. And then when you get out and you're able to see with some clearer lenses, It's dang, why did I wait so long? I did not need to suffer as long as I did. Yes. You always hear that later. Why did I wait so long to get help? I've suffered way too long. Yeah. That is the best thing. So get help. It doesn't hurt to get help. Absolutely. Helpful when you're looking for a a therapist or a doctor, some, some resources to find someone who's willing to work with you to find the root causes. Yes. Sometimes they focus on the symptoms. Maybe they don't have the the time necessary to invest in your situation. So we might have to do a little bit of shopping in in finding someone that's going to be actually helpful for for our situation. And if you you want to add some self-help or start with that until you get a little bit of courage to say, you know what, I can do this. And asking for help doesn't mean you're a failure. When I was in that place of depression and that anxiety, I felt so helpless, so helpless that for me to admit that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do this myself was almost like the end, like give up the end where it's like, I I can't lose that last straw, that last strand of control, even though it was stupid, but in my head, it all made sense where it was like, I I need, I need some power. I need to feel powerful somehow. And if I can't, if I'm not in charge of me, then I got nothing. I think it's one of those things. I I do that too. I'm like, I just want control of something because I feel out of control or I feel like I can't control things that are happening to me. And so I'm one to like cut my hair, (laughs) you know, like I can control my hairstyles. I'll go like, to my hairdresser. She's like, Nope, I'm not chopping off your hair. You're just going through a really hard time right now. <laughs> so she, she would save me from that. She'd be like, Nope, Nope. We're going to do a little trim. You're going to regret this, you know, but I just wanted that control back so bad. So that was my solution is like, well, I'm going to chop off all my hair. So, but we do that. We kind of search for that thing that we can control and we try to find it outside of other things when really if we could just take care of ourselves and go get the help we need then we can feel back in control again. And that's where these small, simple little action steps are so helpful. It's like, I can do one small thing and I was successful in that. I I said I was going to do it and I did it and it helped me. And I I, I did a thing, I did a thing. And and it's just, you know, those small, simple successes, successes that you can just stack, stack, stack until, you know, you're able to climb out of the hole. Yep. That's, that's what it takes. I love that. It's a good reminder. I always call it like that pivot, that little bit of a pivot from the path you're on, you know, instead of, you know, where that path's leading, you bend down that path. So what if you take one little step, one little change to another side, another direction, another way. And amazing how it lights up your life so much more and brings more to your life than you were doing already. You know what that brings you. It's not serving you. 
Make one little change. And when we make, sometimes we're hoping that that one step will magically transport us into the new place. <laughs> and when that one step didn't magically transport us to Oz or wherever we're going, then we think, well, that didn't work. It didn't work, right? We want to give up. Back to the, it is not a light switch. Right. It is a sunrise. And so if I can remember, it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit brighter. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more and, and stay on that path. Cause it can be really challenging after, you know, a step or a step or two. And, and I'll tell you the subconscious and our training and the things that are in there are so strong and yeah. so powerful that it's really challenging to be able to overcome them, but it is absolutely possible. Absolutely. Wow. What a lemon to lemonade story, but I have to know you tell me all these stories in the beginning about your daughter after her <laughs> surgery and your grandchild and your son's motorcycle. Okay. You can't leave me hanging on all you, those. You need to know how all of these turned out. <laughs> I need to hear the endings to those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the motorcycle accident, he broke both legs. He, he was bedridden for eight weeks. He had to relearn how to walk. He had um, major surgery and he has rods and big ginormous, I mean, good old three inch screws putting him back together. And that's all on the inside and you can see it with an x-ray. But if you just saw him, you wouldn't know a thing. He looks great. Yeah. So the daughter who was bleeding to death under my nose, um, she survived that and she's currently has a brain tumor. So, and she had a miscarriage last week. So um, I can't give you a super happy ending on that one yet. Um, and you know, and that's the thing about, again, with making lemonade is just because we learn how to make lemonade with one lemon does not mean that we're not going to get more lemons in our lives. So we are currently dealing with a fresh batch of lemons with that one, with the, the grandson who um, had the seizure, he had hydrocephalus and um, it caused brain damage. And he is now six years old and he is, it, it affected him differently than I would ever have expected the name brain damage to work because he is bright and intelligent. But what it affected is his motor skills that half of his body works and half of his body doesn't. So it works a little bit and he was able to learn how to walk when he turned three. He was able to be potty trained when he was four and it is a constant battle. They do Botox shots in his leg because parts work and parts don't and it twists and causes him some pain. He walks with a, a very pronounced limp, but he is able to walk. He's able to, you know, feed himself and go to the bathroom. So the super basic needs of life. And he is a, a beautiful, wonderful child. And we love him. But this will probably be a lifelong journey for him. Um, he's just started school, you know, last year. And, and he's starting to recognize that he's different from the other kids. And that's hard. He has a, a very tender, tender spirit about him. He's not a, he's not a fighter. He's a lover, not a fighter. And, uh, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. His lemons Look, didn't go away either. Uh -uh. And the little one with cancer, he's now a year and a half 
and he's finished his cancer treatments and he is declared cancer free, which is fantastic. So he survived. He still has to have MRIs every three months and then every six months for the next five years. So they're not out of the woods yet either. So, you know, life, life is what it is. So what I have learned is that, um, if we are in a good place, then we are able to handle our challenges better. It doesn't mean that they go away. And it doesn't mean that they are, you know, easy. Like, eh, I don't care. You know, I had a, a day or two last week of many tears where it's like, oh, this is heavy. This is heavy. I'm having a hard time. But, you know, they're, they're heavy moments. I don't feel that danger of slipping back into that deep, dark hole again, for which I'm very grateful because that is a nasty place and I don't ever want to go there again. So we do, um, we go through a healing process to put ourselves in a good place, but we also have to do maintenance to help keep ourselves in a good place. And a very excellent thing to do is to have just a little morning routine and a little evening routine, even if it's a minute or two, something to help build us up and strengthen us. And then at the end of the day, again, to just help us to be able to calm down and to recognize the good things that we've done in the evenings. I write a little journal. I have a I write something that I'm grateful for, something that I had a success that day and where I saw the hand of God today. And I have to look for him. And then when we look for positive, we're able to find it. And if we don't look for positive, there's a whole lot of negative to fill up our brains. And it's not, it's not healthy. I love how basic it is. It's not a secret to find that hope and happiness. There's no secret to nope. it. It's finding it's focusing on the good and the, and having gratitude. It really comes down to such basic, simple actions and writing it down, writing it down. And it sounds so simple, I like, know. you know, writing things you're grateful for. That's what like little happy people do. Okay. It's not for like real people who are dealing with real <laughs> life issues, oh, but so I've simple. done some research because, you know, it really does make a difference. And I actually, um, huge difference. it, it actually improves the neuroplasticity of our brain. Yeah. It changes. There've been studies done where they took one study group and said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Another one, they said, okay, we want you to practice gratitude. We want you to write gratitude journals and think about things. And, and then after a period of time, they did fMRI scans and then found that the, the group that had practiced gratitude had more brain activity in the prefrontal cortex area, where we have conscious thought, where we're able to be in the present. So when we're able to do that, it helps us to be able to actually make better decisions. It helps us to be able to be in the present, which is super, super important. I talk about that all the time where, you know, we're, we, we talk about, we have a lot on our plate um, and, and, you know, there's not actually a plate, but we all know what that means. It's like, there's a lot going on in our mind. And sometimes we're dealing with the present situation, plus the past, plus the future. And if we can let go of some of the past and the future, then it makes the present seem doable. And that's what we're all about is let's make it doable. Let's be able to get through this, this thing. And so there's just so much, there's research behind those things that we've always known are true because you do it and it works. And then you do the research and find out, well, dang, there's, there's like stuff going on in our brain. I talked to someone just a couple of weeks ago who had a heart attack and, uh, he, you know, had surgery to put in the little stint things in there. And then his doctor said, you need to manage your stress better. 
or you're going to have another one and it'll kill you. And he thought, okay, well, so, and his doctor said, you will take a week off every three months. And he said, okay, so what do I do? So he took a week off and he did a little staycation and he went to the zoo and he went and saw the little baby animals and he thought, oh, that's so cute. And so he posted a little thing on Facebook. I saw cute baby animals. And the next day he went to an art museum and then he posted on Facebook. I saw some cool stuff today. And then he just got in the habit of just writing something every day. And then he, he noticed after a while, his stress level went down because when you're focused on the positive, when you're looking for the positive, then everything else seems to fall into place. And I thought, well, dang, that is amazing. Let's, let's take a look. Let's see, uh, die or, or be grateful, you know, what, <laughs> let's weigh that out and see, but it, it really physically measurably makes a difference. And that's not the only tool. But it's a good one. It's a good one. And it's such a basic good one that anybody can do. So that's the one that's always my go to just find something to be grateful for today. Something, anything. Right. right. There are some days that are harder than others to find that good thing. Yeah, but it's still there. No, whether you can find it or not, it's there. So, well, that's great. That's great. You're amazing. You're so well-spoken and share so perfectly. So this has been such a delight. I thank you. I have enjoyed every moment of this. I have tons of things and I, I would love to invite people to come to the Hope for Healing website and just check it out. We have free books. We have free audio courses. We have free downloadables. Um, just, just come and see. Yeah. Well, you're definitely a delight that people would enjoy learning more from and appreciate you sharing with me and sharing your light and your knowledge and that you have been there and you know how it is to be on the other side. And I think those are the type of people that we should seek out when we're struggling. I think we should find and connect with people that have been there and see how they got out and how they are out of that hole and what ladder they used and techniques they have. I think that's really the best way we can help each other and lift Isn't each other. Isn't that crazy? In order to make the lemonade, you actually have to have some lemons. Absolutely. And when we have those lemons, those experiences, those life experiences, it helps to qualify us to be able to help the next person. And it is a little different than going to school. It's the school of life, but it is um, very powerful. It's a true gift and we should be blessed and grateful for that opportunity as well. So thank you. I enjoy every person that I've had a chance to, to visit with, but there are some times where it's like, oh, my kindred spirit <laughs> found one. Yes. 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 That's how you bet. I'm like, just enjoying this so much. Cause I'm like, preach girl, preach. Yes. This is, what I, <laughs> this is what I say all the time. So it's nice to have somebody else validate everything else I've been talking about. So thank you for that. <laughs> so it's great. But and I know, you know, listeners, maybe some are in a bad place and some aren't. And it's just enjoyable to kind of have that uplift of like, yeah, I can get through this day again. And maybe it's gonna someone's going to hear this that's going to be like, wow, I'm in that dark place. And they can relate and hopefully they'd reach out to both of us and just see how how you get out of it. So I'm <laughs> grateful for finding more people to help others be able to get to a better place because we can do it. It's possible and we got to support each other. It is. Yeah. Oh, thank you for what you're doing. I just want people to be able to hear that there is a way like 
Cause but, you, when you're in that hole, like I've been there too, you really think this is it this is how I'm going to live the rest of my I, life. And you said it so well that way of just like, this is it. There's no windows. There's no doors just sitting in this hole, putting on this face, getting through another day. Exactly. Hating everything. And that's what it was. And yeah. I, would, I would curl up on my couch and just sob. Sob I just, and cry. Yeah. And meanwhile, your husband and your kids are like, what can we do? And how can we help? You're like, there's nothing because this is life and it's terrible and you just can't see a mm -hmm. solution. So I just want people to yep. know. Been there, done that. Yeah, me too. And I'm just like, and that's why I was saying, you know, is it is it therapist, medication? What is that? And it's everything. Yes, just do whatever works fun. for you. That is a true story. Yeah whatever it takes to get out of it, you need to mm -hmm. just move forward. And that's why I loved how you shared that with like, just do the one little step, that one little thing, that one change, whether it's anything, talking to a therapist or trying a new medication, anything, being right. grateful, whatever it is, it's possible. Thanks for that light. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Oh, thank you, Heidi. You are wonderful. You're still here? Well then click on the next episode to hear more of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thanks.